Do not rush your marriage. How much sex are you really going to have? How many intelligent conversations are you really going to have? After physical intimacy and intellectual intimacy fade away, you're left with spiritual intimacy. There's a reason why the movie Animal worked in this country. We're a country full of daddy issues. My daddy issues were pretty intense. I've had some great moments in life. I've met Virat Kohli this year. That was a great life moment. I didn't get sleep all night. I have seen my mother weep out of happiness. If I'm still hustling as hard. I might have to take half a step away from my mother. Breaks my heart. If you're unlucky, you may not find the right person till you're 35, 40, 45, 50 years old. But eventually what ends up happening is that you get the divorce. You start thinking that okay, this is just like a breakup. You try coming to terms with it, but you realize that you've lost companionship. If you're under the age of 25, I know that this podcast will add an immense amount of value to your life if you're between the age of 25 and 30. I'm 100% sure you'll find a lot of this extremely relatable because I'm going to be extremely vulnerable and if you're over the age of 30 if you're older than I am what I promise you is that I have a different life experience than what you had in your 20s because of all the people I got to meet through this podcast the Ranveer show everyone that I've met adds a layer every single podcast changes me a bit which is exactly why i wait for 3 to 6 months for these solo podcast shoots which are probably the closest to my heart and honestly a big reason i'm recording these is so that one day i can show my kids these videos when i feel it's the right time to transfer this information to them because these are truly the videos that are the checkpoints for my journey this is what i will look back and think about as my mistakes or what have i did right in life starting from the biggest realization at age 30 solo podcast time time to open up i've not spoken about my father on youtube or the internet or social media in general the greatest favor i've done to myself as a human being the greatest favor i've done to my own heart is the fact that i've made peace with my father after years of sharing angst trying to make peace but then kind of giving in to anger once again there's a reason why the movie animal worked in this country but a country full of daddy issues i'm not talking about the feminist or alpha male argument at all here i'm just talking about why animal worked commercially in india but a country full of daddy issues that was the core theme of the film I personally believe that I'm in the 80 percentile of daddy issues. I think there's way worse daddy issues than mine in India and the world in general, but my daddy issues were pretty intense. I've spoken about it on the show. I'm not going to get into the details of why I didn't get along with my father, but think of it like it was two alpha males in the same house, uh and one of them was brought up in a generation that wasn't taught to emotionally express themselves. The other one was brought up in a generation that was overly emotional. and both were extremely passionate human beings and unfortunately that led to fights a lot of fights during childhood during teenage during adulthood way after beer biceps got established way after businesses got established there were just fights and then last year i just grew up a bit things happened in my life i lost my grandfather last year i saw death very up close because my grandfather filled that father gap in my life he was aware enough to understand that okay 
there's a situation going on in this child's life there's a vacuum there's an emotional vacuum and he chose to fill it that was my grandfather i remember by the time beer by self started and i was 22 and that's a whole other career story i'm not going to talk about that i remember my grandfather being bedridden but being aware enough to have an intellectual conversation with me i explained what i'm doing to him he didn't understand youtube but he just backed me both my grandfathers even my mother's father backed me when the rest of the world and the rest of my family wasn't really backing me it was my sister and my two grandparents fill that father vacuum so to lose one of these three people who had filled my father vacuum actually made me more aware of the vacuum and i just realized that life is too short to hold that much anger in your heart towards another human being especially if it's a parent some of us have mommy issues so many of us have daddy issues everyone always advised me to sort out these issues because it's mean towards the parents after a point because the deal with life and aging is that when you cross 50 <sighs> i hate saying this but when you cross 50 for many of us you start becoming a child again you lose some of that adultness that you my friend in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s is picking up right now and you're calling it adulting the process of becoming an adult a reverse process happens in your 50s and 60s and 70s and it happens much more intensely the more you age that reverse of adulting is what causes older people to eventually become like children so i remember my dad actually writing me a very vulnerable message saying that you know we need see this is why i'm even hesitating to talk about it on the solo podcast but he basically said that we need to sort our shit out I went and visited him he doesn't live in India. When I saw him for the first time I'd planned out how a conversation between us would go. Keep in mind I'd not had a gentle equation with him my whole life. The last time I remember having a gentle loving equation with my own father was when I was 6 years old ish, 6 or 7 years old. So from age 7 to age 30 as 23 years i've not shared a positive equation with him no conversation between me and him has been truly out and out positive so i go to where he lives and i planned that i'd have this conversation with him but when i saw him a lot of that anger came up like a tsunami it's not his fault it's my fault anger is an emotion that you give into so much in your teenage and your early 20s without understanding the kind of damage it does to you as well as your loved ones thank god for the meditation i noticed the anger rising and i realized i'm not going to act upon this i'm just going to save this conversation for another time meditated a lot between that meeting and the next time i met him which was post podcasting with yuvraj singh honestly <laughs> because we spoke about so much of our daddy issues i don't know how many people here have seen the hindi podcast we did with yuvraj singh to give you context yuvraj singh is one of our country's most legendary cricketers he had some very famous daddy issues it was known to cricket fans all over our country that yuvraj singh has some kind of situation going on with his father but he navigated that publicly and came out as a world cup winner so when yuvi was visiting our set my intention was to talk to him about 
daddy issues because as a child when i didn't know how to navigate my own daddy issues i looked at yuvraj singh's journey and thought that okay that's what you do with all that anger take it out where it matters which is why for this year i think this podcast was the closest to my heart and after doing it i just realized once again that life is too short to direct anger towards your own family it doesn't matter if my father hasn't understood what went wrong between us i'm not here for clarity i believe in taking actions i believe in correcting what's been wrong all i can do as a 30 year old right now is things that will actually please the hearts of my mother and my father and if i'm not pleasing the heart of my father i'm not pleasing the heart of my mother either now i'm going to make a conscious effort to travel more with my father to get to know him because i didn't really get to know him throughout my life but the reason i'm sharing all this with you guys is because just this whole story and this whole process it's healed me so much on the inside it feels like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders i live life in a more peaceful way i sleep more peacefully i wake up more peacefully i wake up with lesser angst related to my work no matter how intense my work phase is i will never attach that sense of anger to my work the way i once did because i got known therapy that we try mimicking our family relationships in our professional lives until we start mimicking our professional relationships in our family life that's why these two worlds are so strongly linked and for me my priority is still becoming the absolute emperor in whatever i choose to do i don't want to be an unhappy emperor in my professional life because until you've sorted your own shit out like a grown adult you're not going to be completely happy just doing this just making these efforts having these regular conversations with him and i'm not speaking to him that regularly because it's still a wound that's healing it's been one of the best decisions of my life i'm not going to say that i wish i did this earlier because i didn't have it in me to do it earlier uh but now that i've done it along with the fact that i'm able to control my anger thanks to all that meditation that i'm doing this is a cocktail for joy i'm feeling a lot of joy in my life i'm consciously giving so much more time to family as i said earlier my dad doesn't live in my city my mom lives in my city and if i have free time which i get very less of my first priority is my mother because i'm very conscious of the fact that i will get married i will have a family life and at that point i might have to take half a step away from my mother because the most successful romantic relationships actually require time and energy and i'm speaking this based on my understanding of long term romance based on the stuff i've seen around me the most successful romantic relationships are always built out of giving it time and energy right now i can give my mom all my free time later on in life after i'm married after i have kids either have to increase the amount of free time i have to give it to my mom my wife my kids or if i'm still hustling as hard i might have to take half a step away from my mother breaks my heart it's kind of how life works though which also brings me to this concept of marriage and career let's talk about career first man the one thing i've done right in my life is my career 
this is the second point i want to talk to you guys about <sighs> this is not just for people in their 20s this is for people of any age but it's especially for people in their 20s you're going to have a 5 to 10 year struggling period in your life ideally make sure it's your 20s this is if you want to live a more balanced financially cushioned life later on you are going to have to outwork most of the people around you at some stage and if you don't you know what's going to end up happening if you're just a regular person a part of the pack eventually your need to earn money is going to stretch out into your 50s perhaps your 60s perhaps your 70s when you may not have the physical and mental energy that you do right now that's just how i look at life maybe that comes from the world of sport where if you're playing a football game and your team scores 3 goals in 20 minutes time the entire game so 90 minutes but in 20 minutes you scored 3 goals you've already won the game because you can play slower for the rest of the game just defend pull your players back i personally believe that you should go really hard at the beginning the most intense work task should happen at the start of the day that's just how i look at life and that's what's helped me uh i challenge the f- out of myself in my 20s every single year i tried taking on more work than i had in the previous year dark circles bad skin hair loss it's too superficial because what i'm getting in return is financial success of course fame which is intoxicating a lot of public validation which just probably helps the child inside me continue through life and fourth and this is the most important thing all these other factors lead to your loved ones looking at you as someone they can rely on you're the stability factor of all your loved ones and that's the biggest joy of doing quote unquote well in life if my cousins are having a tough time at work they'll call me if a relative of mine is not in a great place emotionally they'll call me especially considering the fact that i am 30 my relatives my mother my father my uncles my aunts they're all roughly around the age of 60 which is where the grip on life i feel is loosening a bit and i think that's a good thing i think it's a privilege to be able to become a child in your 60s and 70s and 80s i want to be the adult i want to take care of them in always not just financially of course financially they're going to be taken care of so well financially but i want to take care of them emotionally as well because life isn't just about throwing money at your loved ones life is about throwing your life at your loved ones that's what you're going to remember often i think that i'm not able to do enough for my nana my mother's father my nani um my relatives my aunts my uncles i'm not able to give them as much time as i'd like but if they ever need me i'm ready to leave every single shoot i'm ready to leave whatever i'm doing and i'm ready to go there the beautiful thing is that they kind of understand the phase of life that i'm in which is extremely unbalanced my career is my focus right now because all these other comforts i'm speaking about have come from my career so everyone around me understands that and they'll only ask me to do something for them if they really need it and i think that's the biggest privilege of my life that you're looked at as the stability factor at least one of the stability factors in their life if any of their lives are going to shit 
they say that you know what but i have that nephew i have that grandson i have that son who's doing all right that's what feels good i remember the time i was growing up and as i've said many times i did not grow up around a lot of money contrary to popular belief we'll talk about this in another podcast this is a whole other story that people don't know i remember my mum being a working mother and still trying to be the best possible mum to me uh trying to instill character intelligence knowledge um positivity at the cost of her own sometimes which i understand now because i remember my mum telling me that i'm 33 years old that was in 1998 cuz she's 1965 born i thought 33 is so old and i'm 30 years old right now so i'm effectively almost the same age that i remember my mum being when i was a child i remember how much she hustled i remember the kind of sacrifices she made especially when it comes to her career all this alpha energy you guys see in me this go getter energy it actually comes from her it comes from my father a lot as well but most of it comes from her because in many ways at least emotionally and character wise i was brought up by my mother my father provided financially everything else was my mom and that's a fair argument i just hold a lot of angst against my dad because of that and now as a 30 year old i understand no that's just how they divided roles they were doctors they weren't business owners my dad had to hustle a lot to make money my mom decided to provide emotionally provide in a caring way provide as a house owner to the children and the family when she sees my material success or whatever i have become in terms of character in this world she feels she's done something okay with her life and that kind of macro validation feels great that's the motivation right now which is what i'm trying to tell you guys that do it just for your family as cliched as this piece of advice is focus really 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 hard in your careers you know i might get some hate for what i'm about to say next but i think it's important to be said um i am also an advocate for mental health therapy healing self love all these things but i see too many people around me who get caught up in the soup of these topics and don't give enough of their own consciousness or life force or focus to building their careers putting in the hours working really really hard i don't know why that is i probably think that it's because the narratives about all these former subjects are present way too much on social media no one talks about the raw dirty truths of life anymore which is that if you truly want your loved ones to be happy you're going to have to go to war that's the truth you'll gain your happiness through your loved ones even if you scar yourself even if you enjoy yourself eventually you're going to find yourself in a place of joy when your grandparents walk into your home and pat you on the back it'll all be worth it why isn't this narrative out there enough anyway these are the first two points i wanted to talk about forgiveness which has been a great decision and going really 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 hard at my career in my 20s always challenging myself always taking feedback even today i want to keep improving i'm so motivated about taking this story further because i know what i'm capable of 
I personally feel the success you gain in terms of your career is simply a reflection of the value you put out in society. So if the value I put out in society brought me this kind of success, I want to take it even further. I have the right people around me, I have the right infrastructure around me. I think I have the right attitude in my heart as well. I just want to see how far I can take this because now I've made my family happy. How about actually truly doing something for my country? Not just saying that everything I do is for India which it is, but actually doing something for India. This is not a promotional piece for any of my businesses, so every single business has been built keeping India in mind. Not going to talk about that. Instead, let's loosen it up a little bit. I hope that my motivational talk has sank into your heart. Give focus to your career. Work harder than everyone else that you work with. The next point, let's loosen it up. Let's cut it back. Romance and marriage. Oh my lord. We're doing a beer biceps romantic podcast. There's no piece of romantic advice that you'll find on the internet which will apply to you 100%. All pieces of romantic advice apply to different people. I've just realized that there's no rules when it comes to love. There's some guidelines. There are some ways to keep yourself safe but you can't completely rely on instagram reels or youtube shorts or youtube videos or even courses on love to actually learn about love you probably only learn about love through life through your own subjective experience if you're lucky you might get married to someone very very early in your life and you might have a fantastic marriage if a lot of other factors go right If you're unlucky, you may not find the right person till you're 35, 40, 45, 50 years old. But the one thing life has taught me is that if you have a burning desire in your heart, God answers that desire with a jigsaw piece answer, someone that fits your puzzle exactly, and that's the great hope that I have tied my love life upon. I've not met the right person, and I've learned that you shouldn't settle for anyone that you think is one two 100 steps short of what you want in life. You need to know that you're never going to get anyone perfect, but at the same time you need to have a high standard when it comes to choosing your life partner. There's something called the Pareto principle that American professionals or generally that global professionals follow. It says that of everything you choose to do in your professional life, only 20% of your professional tasks lead to 80% of your results so if you scan all your results 80% of your results come from 20% of your actions so it's important to identify what those 20% actions are great professional hack which i've used throughout my professional life but when you're talking about such a key decision when you're talking about marriage you apply a pareto principle upon a pareto principle so 80 20 upon 8020 which makes it 964 which means that one single decision 4% of your life is going to determine 96% of your life that's the one thing i have figured from talking to so many people on the show talking to people who've been through divorces talking through people who've been through the worst kind of infidelity talking through people who've had healthy as fuck marriages you need to give a lot of shits about who you're getting married to which is why don't settle and at the same time 
don't expect everything from your partner your partner is never going to make up for all your needs yada 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 your partner is not going to provide everything that you wish for in your heart you're not a part of a disney movie you're a part of bhulok as we call it in india the realm of suffering you're going to suffer in your marriage as well you're going to have moments even with the best possible partner you're going to have these moments where you'll want to split up you're going to want to divorce them you're going to want to get out of that love story but do you still choose to stay within it i'm waiting for that person in my life i'm not going to rush marriage that's the one truth i've learned through talking to so many people on the show that's my 30s vibe and so many of my friends are married so many of my friends are having children so many of my friends are very unhappy that they're not married so many of my friends are enjoying the unmarried life i'm somewhere between these two categories i'm a little unhappy that i haven't found my partner yet i really thought i'd be a father by 30 uh but at the same time i understand the blessings of having this much time space energy and love to give to other aspects of my life like my family my mother my father my work god plans out a beautiful story for you if you constantly keep that faith in the big being in the sky that's what i'm relying on at this stage while i have an atom bomb of romance in my heart to give i'm going to wait on it okay this is not a hey ladies come dm me <laughs> come send me instagram proposals this is not one of those messages i'm just talking from my heart you know the slightly f***ed up truth about marriage and i actually don't know whether this is f***ed up or whether it's pretty practical you should marry someone who you enjoy chilling with are your chilling activities the same marry that person are you also attracted to that person great marry that person can you see yourself talking to this person forever if you are the only two human beings left in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and the reason i say zombie apocalypse is because you'll have to go to war with this person by your side as well not in the zombie apocalypse but in life you're going to have to go to war with this person these are my four um nuances when it comes to deciding upon the person that i'd like to get married to so many more factors i can write a long list everyone has their own subjective non negotiables in terms of this is what i absolutely want in a partner i know my non negotiables i'm not going to speak about it in this episode because it's not a love themed episode it's a life themed episode i was saying that the fucked up thing about this is that you grew up watching bollywood films thinking that violence will start playing when you see someone or there'll be a nice piano tune as you make eye contact or when you kiss someone there's arijit singh's vocals in the background right it's not at all how marriage or relationships work i've had relationships spoken about it on the show not going to speak about it more um seen unthinkable amounts of joy which is probably hormones at play but then i've also seen an unthinkable amount of sadness and pain 
um and the extremity of these two emotions really tears you apart in some nice ways i think we're sent to this planet to be torn apart a little bit god plans all our suffering in different ways and for many of us our karmic cleanses are the phases of romantic suffering that we're meant to go through that's how i look at it which makes marriage such a strange situation i'll talk about my reasons as a 30 year old for wanting to be married if i scan my 20s the happiest phases of my 20s were either when i was spending time with my mum and building memories with her that parental bond or it was when i was in a committed long term relationship and i got to share both love and pain with that person i've had two very intense and very painful relationships in my 20s you know which crossed a certain threshold where i was seriously considering marriage um the most beautiful memory of my whole career is when i crossed a million subs and i didn't know what to do with all those emotions i couldn't explain them to my parents because they are not in the same age category as me i couldn't explain it to my team because they've done it with me i could explain it to the girl i was dating at that time I didn't know how to process what was going on inside me because so much sacrifice, so much pain had gone into just hitting one million subscribers. This is back in 2018, uh, back when I used to drink and do other naughty things. So, in a state of intoxication, I just remember using that intoxication to rope out, pull out whatever was inside me. and what i got was a bag of tears and it happened because my girlfriend at that time it was a nice amazing relationship my girlfriend at that time was right next to me to give me that kind of tera of or grounding or support or stability most beautiful and wholesome moment of my 20s i've had some great moments in life i've met virat kohli this year that was a great life moment i didn't get sleep all night i have seen my mother weep out of happiness because of certain professional achievements unthinkable in terms of joy i've seen my grandparents come over pat me on the back in one of the worst phases of my life and tell me that they're extremely proud of me these are great moments and i question that why that particular moment with that person was still stronger than these other moments is it because i'm a romantic at heart i don't know i do definitely know that the best version of me as an artist comes out when i'm in a serious committed relationship something happens to my creativity um so maybe this is a slightly selfish way of looking at life but i know that the best version of myself happens when commitment is a big part of my life and i know that there's a lot of people who view their lives in the same way and that's my basic logic for wanting to get married i know that it boils down to companionship how much sex are you really going to have how many intelligent conversations are you really going to have after physical intimacy and intellectual intimacy fade away or left with spiritual intimacy and spiritual intimacy doesn't just increase by praying or going to places of worship or listening to spiritual trs podcast together spiritual intimacy is also about actual practice and living through 
moments of fierce pain where your soul is providing blankets of shelter to the broken soul that you've chosen to be your one that's how i view my life up pixar's up that film that's what i want to be when you live a materialistically gifted life in your 20s you have access to money you have access to all the frills that come along with money you have access to fame you have access to all the sex that comes along with fame that's not what i want that's not what a lot of the stable high value men around me want i'm surrounded fortunately i'm surrounded by a lot of people who are old school i'm old school and i know i want to get married just not met the right person i'm not putting pressure on myself about meeting the right person either no matter how much pressure my relatives put on me that's the other thing that a lot of people my age are going through your relatives are putting pressure on you do not rush into marriage because of that i'm seeing a lot of marriages break down around me because the marriages were rushed and they were rushed because either of the two parents or all the relatives put together or society friends cousins in general were putting pressure on both the halves of the couple or at least one of the halves someone rushed in or both rushed in you do not need to fucking win that race of marriage okay even if you lose 5 years of your life for the next 80 years of your life draw out an 80 cm line and draw out a 5 cm line what matters more you tell me do not rush your marriage while we're talking about all these unique problems of people in the late 20s and early 30s what i really want to highlight in this point is divorce which is a very cruel and extreme reality of our generation too many people are going through divorces marry carefully i'm not just telling you guys this i'm telling myself that as well especially if you're a die hard romantic marry carefully it's not just about the legal battle that you'll have to go through during divorce it's not just about the money exchange or the material exchange that happens it's about the emptiness of divorce we had shekhar kapoor on the hindi podcast spoke about divorce in detail he said that divorce before it happens often feels like you feel before a breakup you want that breakup because the end of the relationship gets bitter because of an event because of behavioral patterns because of love fading away mostly it gets bitter and then you think you want to exit it you break up with someone and you feel like shit and then eventually you're fine he said that that's how breakups work non marriage based relationships but when it comes to marriage you feel like you want the divorce but eventually what ends up happening is that you get the divorce you start thinking that okay this is just like a breakup you try coming to terms with it but eventually you realize that you've lost companionship which is the core reason for human marriage globally speaking that's why people get married to raise a family together to go through experiences together to live together you lose that companion i asked him about the male perspective on divorce and he said that you'll never feel that kind of loneliness in your life the kind of loneliness you feel post divorce especially after you've come to terms with the anger you had when it came to your marriage that's not a life i want for myself which is why i'm going to choose my partner very carefully and i 
hope and pray that every single person listening to this podcast also chooses the life partner very carefully study about relationships but don't take blind relationship advice from social media moving on children are you ready to have a child are you ready to exchange 20 years of your life at least for the sake of that one life that you're bringing into the world 20 years of your life your consciousness your life force your focus all of which was being put into your career and your self growth and your relationships and your mom and dad until that point all of that is going to be fueled into your child and if you fucked up in those first 20 years then you're going to have to fuel it into your child for the rest of that child's life until you die and it's easy to fuck up raising kids maybe for our generation it might be slightly easier because of the access to information that we had growing up but yeah it kind of scares me to think about this phase of having kids especially when i see the guys around me the guys i grew up with having children these are the guys who we spoke about masturbation to for the first time the guys i grew up with i know them from my 6th standard 7th standard when you're becoming an adult that same guy now has a child think about this you won't be able to understand this boys and girls unless one of your closest friends in the world or your sibling actually has a kid and then you see them raising the kid and you realize how much consciousness time effort energy it takes to raise that kid parallelly because of media i meet so many people who have chosen not to have children in their life and that seems like a very nice life to me it seems like a stretched out version of their 20s where they're living for their careers and their partners sometimes they're single and they're just living for their careers and their experiences of life or their spirituality and or the spirituality so i see people in their 30s and 40s and 50s who don't have kids who've consciously taken up that choice who've adopted that choice consciously <sighs> very seductive version of life but then for some reason when i see an infant i feel like taking care of it i feel like protecting it what the f- is this eternal instinct coming from why is this happening to me at age 30 and it's been happening for the last 2 years when i see my niece i feel like if there was a tiger a bear a lion and 15 eagles trying to attack her i would tear through each one of those animals separately for the sake of my niece that's how protective i feel about my niece what am i going to feel about my own kid I see all my friends who have not had kids at one end of that spectrum and they're happy many of them happy and then I have this urge to have a child myself while knowing fully well that 20 years of my life at least are going to be spent on that child maybe this is the solution when it comes to doing something with your own internal romance the same internal romance that makes you feel like you need a partner if you're one of those people who goes to instagram reels which talk about hope about relationships the same kind of instagram reels that i create because i'm actually talking to myself first and foremost through all forms of content but if you're someone who's romantic maybe all your romance is actually supposed to be directed towards a child as i learned through neena gupta on the show who said that probably love doesn't exist between men and women 
but true love exists when it comes to your own children so is it my romantic heart that actually just wants to experience true love through my own kids i don't know but i do know that i will take a step back from my career because we were raised by a generation especially in india we were raised by a generation that had to really struggle to earn money that had to really struggle to build their careers because of pre 1990s india when the economy liberalized a lot of the professional opportunity that we see around us is because of that phase we're not going to make this an economic special we're talking about practical life i feel our parents had to struggle a lot to make money they weren't able to take those step backs in their career i've worked like a through my 20s i'm still working like a pre marriage but my point is once i have kids i will ensure that my weekends are given to my kids i will ensure that massive chunks of my day are given to my kids and i will ensure that i'm a very present father because i do feel that in the modern day with modern day problems related to social media and screens and mental health generally a strong father figure is very very important when it comes to creating responsible and balanced adults of the future if you're creating a child you owe it to the same earth that nurtured you to ensure that that child grows into being a responsible adult and not just carries your legacy forward but helps in improving humanity in the same way that you've tried to improve humanity if you've tried to improve humanity at all in your own little way that could be through charity sustainable living etc etc i can go on about that but we're talking about children here if you want to become a parent be a responsible parent that's what i'm telling myself which is why i'm working extra hard right now but i am confused about it i'm a little scared and at the same time fatherhood seems to be the goal because all the fathers that i've had on the show have said that there's no feeling like holding your own child is it just my human soul that wants to experience that experience of holding your own child raising your own child etc is it a biological instinct i don't know that's the point of these solo podcasts there's a lot of i don't know tangents where i'm just trying to speak through my heart and finally all i want to say this is the final point and this is the basis of all the other points whether we're speaking about forgiveness whether we're speaking about career love children whatever it is it boils down to your health believe it or not even forgiveness because that ability to forgive first and foremost comes from clarity and the clarity will come from the fact that you're taking care of your body and mind okay i want to kind of become a fitness and health youtuber again in the same way that i was we started off as a health and cooking channel believe it or not every single day of my life i feel like kind of going back to that because life has come full circle after creating so many different podcasts and pieces of content i've realized how important health is i don't even need to talk about it it's the single most important factor when it comes to productivity of your material life as well as your family life all i'll say is that i've built out a spectacular app along with harshil karya and ayushanan it's called level supermind early on with all those beer biceps videos when we used to do home workouts 
through the videos i still always question myself in terms of how do i take these same concepts and then evolve them into being a stronger version of themselves why did i even think like that because before the youtube video phase i used to be a fitness trainer myself that's how i made money that's how i paid for myself the all this that you see around you is bootstrap this has come from an honest grind i've never taken money from my parents my parents were not well off i'll talk about that in a future podcast okay but my point is i went from being a trainer to being a youtuber and then i went from being a youtuber to being a tech entrepreneur this is the final form of this journey and i'm just trying to help you guys because i personally feel that all forms of work arise from intent for a long time in my life my intent was huge financial growth that's where a lot of the ideas came from and eventually life taught me that if that is the origin point if that's the seed of all your ideas especially when it comes to material life you're going to go through a lot of f-ry. if you don't want to go through f-ry, have a clean point of origin my clean point of origin which i figured pretty late somewhere during the lockdown because i realized so much about the meaning of life it humbled me in so many ways as it humbled you i'm sure the big realization i had is have pure intent and tie that intent onto every aspect of your life your professional your personal etc etc i know that the intent i have in life is that i have to be a part of the world's healing that's what god has given me this stage for this mind for this heart for i have to help heal people in this world that's the intent i have created level supermind with it's an app i use myself for my own health and fitness journey it's primarily about improving the efficiency of your own mind and i could have spoken about it in the middle of my podcast but i wish you guys knew how much it's taken me to build out this product how many sacrifices after having stable businesses at the age of 27 28 i could have chosen to just settle and do nothing more and i put everything that i had i worked on weekends stretched myself sacrificed my mental health to be able to build out this app i'm so proud of my team because everyone in that team has had a similar parallel journey to me everyone's worked their socks off on this and i hope that you enjoy this product the success or failure of level supermind will determine a lot about how i look at my career fortunately for us it's been extremely successful until now not going to speak about all the varied successes of level supermind I just hope you guys enjoyed because it's made from a place of very very clean intent. Um this job is a blessing. And I'm not just talking about content creation because I think content creation is abused in the modern day in so many ways. People use it for gaining the frills. It's very easy to gain fast fame and then milk that fast fame for everything else that it brings because <sighs> scaling up on Instagram and YouTube also has become kind of easy. but it's very difficult to sustain and survive it's the most difficult thing to sustain and survive as a content creator you ask anyone who survived for a long time and they'll tell you what's gone into it i know what's gone into it from my end but i also know god has blessed me every single day of this journey with all the tools to be able to do this for the rest of my life and i'm not stopping anytime soon thank you for your support i just hope that my story and my perspective 
help spread more healing in the world if you feel inspired great go spread more healing in the world happy 2024 i hope that this year brings you all the healing that you've ever needed and all the growth that you've ever dreamt of lots of love